Hello everyone, this is Two Beards in a Pod. I'm Chase, and I'm here with Seth, and welcome to the show. Here, two friends get together and talk about what it's like to be out in the world and our take on how to live in it, discussing anything from the best beer, grooming tips, or the best way to stay trendy. But mostly, it's just two friends just having a good time, so sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Beards in a Pod. I'm Seth. I'm Chase. And welcome to the show on this lovely June 6th. Nice Sunday, easy going, on our uh, new season, new beard, who dis? <laughs> now, Chase, speaking of this lovely weekend, I've heard uh, you've been keeping, keeping pretty busy. Yeah. Pretty busy. What, what, what's been going on for you, man? So, uh, yesterday... I did the Trinity Challenge. Um, it's like a, a disc golf tournament that they host every year uh, down here. I don't know if it if it's played at uh, Cameron Park every year, which is AKA the Beast here in Waco. Okay. Um, let me tell you that nickname for that course is sufficient. That course is probably the hardest course I've ever played in my life. So the name is pretty apropos then? <laughs> yeah, it is ridiculous. Um, I mean, there's literally like a hole where there's like steps going up one side and it's like a, a grassy like hill you right. know what I'm on, the, on the other. And literally you have to shoot up the hill and the basket kicks off to left. And yeah, that it's just it's I don't know. It's the hardest course I've ever played. Like Man. hands down. Hands down. Like no uh, no questions asked. No if ands or buts. Yeah. Hardest course I've ever played in my life. Um but it's great because um you know, as far as aspects of the game, you get you know, you get a look at every type of throw that you can throw in in that on that course. Okay, that's, so, that's kind of nice because, you know, like some courses are pretty like, like I hate it when you get like a super flat course. Yeah. And the only way they can make it difficult is just for like a very long hole. Yeah. Or like yeah. they'll put a tree right in the middle. Right. And it's like yeah. their version of a sand trap is a tree. <laughs> the infamous trees. Trees are dangerous, yeah. man. Um, yes, they no, are. It was a great time, but what's what's cool about this tournament is, I think it was like thirty or thirty five bucks. But okay. What, when you sign up, you get three discs: a driver, uh, a mid range, and a putter, and a towel. Okay. Okay. And you have to play with those three discs. Wait, only those three discs? Only those three discs. Man, this is like <laughs> the Trinity. Frisbee golf tournament is like the U.S. Open. It's sounding like yeah, <laughs> of Waco, like, Texas. <laughs> you get those three discs, and then you have to play on the hardest course. And it's like, oh, God. so I went in like I went in optimistic as hell, right? Like you know, right. me, like oh, I'm yeah. all about like I'm gonna do good, and it doesn't matter, blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna get top twenty. That's that's my goal. That's my goal because there's 97 people that registered. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get top twenty. Let me tell you about. 
a quarter of the way through, I was like, I'm just trying not to get last. (laughs) (laughs) Man. To put things in perspective, to put things in perspective, um, last I heard, the best, the winning score was 82. Okay, that was like the winning overall, you know, because it was like you played with like three or four other people on a card to make a card, right? Right. It was like individual basis, like everyone's playing everybody. So, yeah, the best score that I heard last was 82. I shot a 114. <laughs> well, it's like it. That's not too bad, considering like the best score was an eighty-two. I guess, but you I'm know, like, like you, you weren't shooting any birdies there. That's for sure. Oh, I actually had a couple of birdies, but oh. like, there was like there was a lot of holes where I went OB and then or I went OB twice. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, um, I played. I played with a kid. I mean, he was good. Like yeah. for his age, for his age, he was good. But he went out of bound, out of bounds on one hole like three times. You know what I mean? So it was just like, um, oh, yeah. They probably they probably got you into a false sense of like you know safety with some easy holes at first, and they brought in like the beast holes. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's exactly like what happened. Like it was like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm doing all right. I got a bogey here. I got a couple pars here. Ooh, a birdie, awesome. Okay, par, par. And then it's like you get towards the middle of it, and it's like, ob, seven. Like okay, and mind you, like shooting a seven, you're like, oh wow, okay, that's not terrible. That's only three over because some holes are par four or par five right. because of the distance. Uh, no, all of them were paid, played at par three. Oh. So you shoot a seven on a par three. Yeah. And you have like three or four seven holes. It adds up. Like adds literally, up it, it literally adds up. It's it's just yeah. addition math. Yeah. But. So it was, a, I had a blast. I got a little bit of sun. So that was like, that was okay. fun. Um. But yeah, it was overall like performance wise was terrible. Well, you know, I, I, as long as you had a good time, I think that's it. You got some free frisbees out of it, and a towel. Like you got to keep the frisbees, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to keep the frisbees. Like they're yours. Like they're they're there's your they are yours to keep. And you know, you do with them what you wish. I mean, some people were online like selling them already because right. they they didn't like them. Um, because you know some people like have like a ton of discs. I mean, we're talking like several hundred discs, which to people who don't know, they're like, oh, well, that's not like a like terrible amount, I guess. And so right. you see, like, what a collection of a hundred or two hundred discs look like. I mean, it'll take up like a whole wall in a garage. Oh yeah you know, a rack of nothing but plastic and it's like they're just sitting there. Yeah, he's like you can't fit that in your you know, your backpack or, you know, your caddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the biggest bag I think that I've ever seen was like thirty discs. Right. That's a lot. It is. That's a that's a lot. Like I 
Yeah. I probably have, you know, 15 discs. Yeah. Honestly, so I have some of your discs from last <laughs> time we played. I finally found them. And, oh, my goodness. And that, the last time we played, it was pretty good. We t- we uh, we totally did not take a couple beers to that park. <laughs> Remember yeah. the cop? The cop kept like circling, and we we're like, "Oh man, like is he gonna mess with us?" Because you know, I know, because he's like, "You think he could see the beer? Like, <laughs> is he just eyeing us?" <laughs> you know, I was like, "What well, I was thinking, like, you know what? Let's just play through. If he says something, he says something." Yeah, no. What was great? What was great about it was after that weekend, we went into work Monday, and the same bag that we used as my oh the, yeah the cooler um, I was using as my lunchbox. <laughs> I go to work. Great. I have a I have a beer sitting in my lunchbox. <laughs> that was a great day. <laughs> it was a great day. No, I did not drink it. I thought about it. I thought about. Yeah. I like highly considered and I was like I feel like if I drink this right now I have a problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh man now I have, I have a question for you like it, I feel like this sport has many names and yes it is a sport you're playing frisbee golf frisbee yeah. as golf but do you call it froth disc golf frisbee golf saucer putt you know oh wow I've never heard that one um totally just made it uh, up <laughs> oh, okay awesome <laughs> That makes me feel better. No, um, so, like, I think for, like, the more dedicated, they call it disc golf. Um, I used to call it frisbee golf, and then just over time of playing and playing and playing, I think I've adopted the name of disc golf. All right. Some people, some, some people are, like, anal about it. They're like, it's not frisbee golf, it's disc golf. Yeah, like, super serious, um, like... I'm uncomfortably like, um, so yeah like i'm like bro it's a frisbee and you're playing a golf format aka frisbee golf no it's a disc on a free you don't throw it like a frisbee which technically you don't throw it like your traditional frisbee like like your traditional frisbee it's kind of like all wrist right like no yeah arm like no weight like you're not like flinging your body around you know what i mean it's like well almost zero mechanics you know what i mean i think i think it depends like if you're playing like ultimate frisbee and you're doing that first you know kind of long drive right that first one yes the initial one but after that it's all like flick of the wrist or you're kind of yeah. doing like a it's all like in the like wrist area for movement i mean disc oh, well, it's like they don't call it ultimate disc. Right. Right. So, I don't know. But uh, to each his own, I guess. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with saucer putt. I think that sounds... I'm going to... Listen, I'm going to start, like, calling it that, and I'm going to see if I can get people to call it that. <laughs> Please do, because I think that would be amazing. If somebody like, gets really into, like, I call it frisbee golf, I'm like, no, it's disc golf. I'm like, well, it's saucer putt. <laughs> So there. Saucer put. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, no, so um I think uh overall though, like going back, I feel like if I played there again, 
because it was tw- – that was the other thing, too. It wasn't 18 holes. It was 23 holes. Well, then that makes more sense why, like, the highest score was, like, 82. Yeah. I mean, like, the – yeah. Because, like, I was thinking it was, like, 18 holes, and I'm, like, thinking, like, man, Mahalik really sucks at the back game. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, no, it was twenty three holes. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty intense, but it was. I mean, like I said, it was a good time. It was a good time. I, I and I was able to take my son. Uh, he was my caddy. Um, oh, for your three discs. Yeah, well, because he carried my backpack like with like the water, my phone, and my okay. wallet and stuff like that, and he carried the disc and the towel and stuff and. I mean, you, it was just something to, like, get him involved and, like, build memories. But it was funny. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. He was, like oh, – because he started counting my strokes, like, for me. You know what I mean? Right. And there was one hole. He was, like, all right, Dad. He's, like, you make that putt? And I go, yes, sir, I made that putt. And he goes, okay, you got a five. Five? <laughs> Hold on. And I, like, started recounting and recounting and because re- I didn't like the fact that he said I had a five. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like recounting and recounting and he's like he's like I was like dang okay you're right he's like see I told you you're fired you're fired from the tournament <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like hey guys uh y'all go ahead and finish I've just been DQ'd I guess <laughs> yeah my son's gonna finish for me <laughs> yeah. he's tag he's tagging in he's yeah. tagging in did you did you pay him like subway sandwiches like ha- happy Gilmore or <laughs> No, no, I didn't pay him. But uh, it was, it was like, it was a good time though. Like overall, like I, I think, I think we really, I think we really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, speaking of enjoying stuff, we're gonna enjoy this quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey y'all, I want to talk to y'all about a group called Prevent Twenty Two Veterans. Every day, 22 veterans take their own life, and that just is unacceptable. So help us support Prevent 22 and bring that number to zero. And we're back. So before we left, we were talking about disc golf, frisbee golf, saucer putt. But, uh... Yes, yeah. so I, I think <laughs> I think we're uh, kind of moving on beyond that. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mahalik, but I believe you got a pretty good boat story going on. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so my dad, he uh, has like a little. I mean, we're talking like it's probably like the smallest boat that you can that you can get, which is great for like two people, you know what I mean? That I mean, it's a two man boat, but just to kind of let people understand like, you know, the size of it, you know what I mean? It's right. like two people. That's it. Like you're not squeezing a third person on that boat. Um, so it's perfect, you know, for like what I need it for. Well, he was using it and I guess he just kind of got busy and just stopped using it. He was like, Hey, you still fish. And I was like, yes, sir. And he was like, how do you feel about using my boat? I was like, uh, say less. Like, I'm on, my <laughs> way. I'm on my way. Like, I'll pick it up right now. 
All right. Now, so, yeah. my my understanding of this boat, like you told me the story like a while back. I thought this project was given up on. Okay, so this boat, this boat is not that boat. Okay. This is my dad's boat. Um, it is like a boat that you buy from like a store, not my boat that I found in the woods, <laughs> which I'll tell <laughs> you about right. that here in a minute. Um, but yeah, no, it's like a, a little bass buster and it's got a little trolling motor and stuff like that. And, you know, the seats and stuff and the battery, you know, it's like a perfect little, like, I'm going to put around on this thing and, you know, get some fishing done or whatever. Um, but what's funny about it is I've never worked a trolling motor before. Right. Isn't it just a pedal? Well, this one is like the twist handle one and then you gotta oh. reach back reach back and you have to like steer it with your hand. Okay. Uh, which seems easy enough, right? You would think like, oh, you just twist it and then you steer it where you want to go. Well yeah. if I understand it correctly, it's actually reverse. It's backwards. So if you want to go right, you have to turn the thing to the left and then right. vice, vice versa. I could be wrong still. I like barely got it figured out. But the point is, is when I got in the water <laughs> for the first like 20 minutes, I was just, I wasn't getting anywhere. I was like doing circles and <laughs> <laughs> It, trying to it was too out, much like, for you. <laughs> yeah. <much> boat. <laughs> yeah, it's too much boat, too much power. Um, and then, like, we were on an actual lake. So once we got out to a spot where we liked, like, where we wanted to be or whatever, um, because we were past, like, the no-wake zone, Right. The wind started picking up, and because we're in such a small boat, we were getting pushed all around that lake, which is like not necessarily a bad thing because essentially you're getting to cover a whole lot of water with like zero work, right? Right. Because it's like literally you just drift, and then like if you have your line and bobber out, because we were using minnows, I gave up on um, trying to use like my bait cast or whatever. Um, so we were just using minnows and a bobber. And so like whenever your line gets tight, all you got to do is just open your bell or whatever and let some line out and then close it and then just reel in. And that way you're not like dragging your bait away from the fish. You know what I mean? You're still kind of in the same area that you want to be in. Right. Um, but the problem was is the current with the wind, we were again, doing like we were just spinning around in this giant lazy circle he was like dad we're spinning we're spinning i was like i know buddy like we got to get away from like we got to get tucked in somewhere where the wind's not gonna push you around the wind's not gonna push us around so much so we had to stay inside the wake zone which is not horrible it wasn't right and he, he ended up catching like a little half pound <laughs> a little white striped bass or whatever but little dinker um i mean we obviously had to like throw it back but it was fun he's never like fished on a boat before um i've never 
worked a boat before, like a trolling motor. Um, so overall, it was like a great time. It was like you're fishing, like on open water. It was really like it wasn't exactly what I expected it to be, I guess, exactly because of the work that you have to do to like keep the boat in position or whatever. But overall it was a phenomenal time. And I think next time I do it, I'll have a better understanding of like how everything works. Oh yeah. It's like, you got to mess around with it a bit. Like that's how anyone learns anything. Like you just play with it. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was great. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get that thing out on the water like by myself because I think with that other seat gone, that that boat's going to be, like, awesome. Fantastic. Now, are you going to repeat the same mistake you did with the other boat with the seats, or... <laughs> like, let's let's regale... Let's regale about the other boat. Now this, so, now, this is the boat you found in the woods, or is this the boat that was given to you by your dad? No, this is the boat that I found in the woods. Okay, so this boat... So, I don't remember if you... I don't know if you remember or not, but it was back when, like, we got that, like, stupid, stupid amount of rain. It was yes. Like two, two years ago or something like that. I mean, we, when I say stupid, I'm talking about, like, down where the lake is, you know how they have those, um, like, the patios or whatever where you can, like, eat food and stuff. Like, it's like the concrete pavilions with, like, the benches and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Those... Like, because it was, like, real close down to, like, the water edge line or whatever, though some of those were underwater. Oh, okay. So, this is... You could barely see the top of... You could barely see the top of the, like, the roof on some of them. Okay. It was to the point... It was to the point that where they were, like, okay... Because, you know, usually, like, when you get rain like that and there's, like, debris in the water, they'll stick a sign up and they'll say, hey, you know, be careful... Um, the water levels vary. Watch out for obstacles or something like that, right? Like, we right, saw, we saw a sign like that out there, like when we were launching the boat or whatever. You know, it's kind of funny. We got some of those signs up here for when the river floods, but they got they got a de- they got depth gauges on them, so they're all year round. But if you think oh. you want to try to forward it, they got like a little depth gauge saying like it's about a foot, two feet, three feet. We right. doubt you're going to do six feet. <laughs> right. No, I wish they had stuff like that. That'd be, that would make things like a whole lot easier. But, but when it rained like that, it was like they just locked it, everything down. They're like, you know, it wasn't like a, oh, swim at your own risk. It was like, no, you will not swim in this water. You will not boat in this water. If you get caught in this water, you will get a ticket. Okay. That's they how playing. It, yeah, that's how serious they were taking it. So, um, so when all that rain came, a lot of stuff got like washed up. I mean, I even had an opportunity to like get like there was like a little like sit on kayak that like floated up. Now, uh, after like I've I've already heard this story, so I know. Do you wish you would have rather gotten the kayak at that point, or yes, one hundred percent, I should have grabbed the kayak. I should have grabbed the kayak. But it was like, it was like submerged almost like it was like the, the nose in was sticking out. And I was like, that doesn't seem like a good sign. 
Like, yeah. If, if a kayak, even if it was a sit-on kayak, like, why is it submerged? I mean, I guess looking back, I, I guess it could have, like, been stuck underneath something. I don't know. But I wasn't going to mess with it. So this boat, right. I said, like, literally in the woods, like, once the water went back down, I was like, oh, awesome, a boat. So I, like, snagged it up, took it home. Come to find out, it's like, it's got holes in it and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to try to, like, fix it. Um, you know, I'm gonna like I went and like got my father-in-law's grinder. You know, I'm like grinding out all the rough spots. I'm making all those spots smooth. So I'm looking for holes, and I'm seeing stuff like like towards the seats, the seat area. So I go ahead and I start popping these seats off, not realizing um, my mistake. Well, these seats were riveted in. Yep. So, as soon as I popped those seats off, it was like the only way to get those seats back on is to rivet them in. Rivet them in, but you, you don't just go like get like a handheld rivet. Like you gotta have like a high speed riveter. Yeah, you gotta have like a rivet punch or something. Yeah. Um, and then, but <clears throat> also, what was happening was it was leaving holes where the the rivets were. I was like, so I ended up making more holes. I mean, long story short, like, ended up getting scrapped. That boat is like RIP. Um, it was just too much work. Because here's the thing, like, when I say it was too much work, it wasn't the fact that I wasn't willing to do the work. It was, I wasn't willing to drop money into it. Because it was, I was doing calculations and the amount of money that I was going to be able to have to put into it to fix it. Like right. the back, the back end was tore, like completely tore off. So that means I would have had to have cut and like got materials to make like a new back end. Yeah, like the trolling motor would go. I mean, we're looking. I was looking at spending maybe like 150, 200 bucks to get it fixed. Yeah, I mean, you could buy a brand new one for like three fifty, or or I won't say brand new, but you can buy like a a good boat from somebody. Oh like yeah, a, you can you can get a Craigslist special, you know, a market, yeah. a marketplace madness deal, yeah, for that money, you can get, yeah, and get a trailer for it. Oh yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm out, I'm out. This isn't gonna, this isn't gonna work. So yeah, you're probably having dreams about that kayak you should have had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's all good. Like life goes on, man. Um, yeah, I remember I've, what. When you first told me about that boat, you were so excited too. I was, I was, so, I was so optimistic. I was like so optimistic. I was like, I'm gonna fix it. It's gonna be great. I mean, it was a good sized boat too, and it was a good looking boat. Um, it was just, it was just too much damage. And without like the tools and resources, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I was gonna trade somebody, and he was gonna trade me because he wanted a smaller boat and I wanted a big boat. You know, I wanted like a, a 10 footer, you know, like a wide, like B bottom, you know, all that good stuff. Right. Like a good, pictures. good fishing boat. Yeah. And I was sending the pictures and he was like, oh, he was like, man, I'm not trying to do that much work. And I was like, Ugh, that yeah. sucks. And obviously, like it sounded like he knew what he was doing and had the time, money and resources. But, but like he knew not to pull the seats with the rivets. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's uh, you know, it's all good, man. It felt good though to like work with my hands though. Like when I was out there with that grinder and I had like my little face mask and my goggles on and my ear protection yeah. or whatever, like grinding away or whatever. That was fun, man. I had a good time working on that boat. Man. Um, well, you know, just, you got a good memory out of it. Yeah. And it's a funny story because everybody's yeah. like, it's not going to work, Chase. I'm like, whatever. It's like, y'all are just hating on me. Like, <laughs> y'all are like mad like, because you, you can't know, believe. Like, yeah. I was like, fine. Like, when I get this boat in the water, like, no, no, I'll come with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, one of you guys are going to say, oh, Chase, can I go fish with you that one time? You know, I'll bring the beers. Like, you're going to be like, no, you said the boat no. was stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, man, it's, uh, it was, it was a good time. So, what, what about, what about you, man? Like, have you been able to get out on the water at all? Yeah, man. Like, uh, I went boating Friday night. It was pretty nice. It was a perfect weather. Like it was super hot that day, but it's like a nice breeze kind of came in. It was just a, it was a nice day to just put around the lake, you know? Nice. Yeah. So it's a good time. Um, you know, kind of getting not a little, uh, a little off subject here. Um, you know, since we've been talking about boats and how great our weekends have been, I know you want to talk a little bit about different combs. Yes. And we will get to that beard of the issue right after this break. And welcome back. So right before the break, we were talking about getting on the water and failed projects. (laughs) (laughs) Hopes and dreams, hopes and dreams being (laughs) slowly pulled apart. Um, but yeah, no combs, uh, combs and brushes. Uh, getting down to the beard of the issue here. Uh, so combs, brushes, metal, plastic, or wood. Uh, what would you say is you know your go to? I mean, with you being like a short, like having your beard a little short, do you feel like you're I you use like w- a brush or? With with my beard being short, I go the cheapest way possible. I go dollar store plastic combs. Dollar store plastic combs. Yeah, and I mean, and I feel like it, it goes back to, you know, like what we always say, like user choice, right? Yeah. Like do, work, do what works for you um, because every beard is different. Um, you know, some are coarse, some are fine, some grow in patchy, some grow like mine, where it's like a, it gets too long and like it literally starts shooting out all kinds of different directions. Like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, you just got to do what works for you. So if you are like the budget guy that, uses you know plastic combs or whatever that's like fantastic you know what i mean oh yeah well, it's uh, like it's it's about like how like i'll be honest like my beard's not like a lion's mane here you know right like i don't i don't have to do that much maintenance because I, I keep it pretty short 
Yeah. So I only usually comb it right before like I buzz it. Um, there you go. You know, like all the hairs kind of going in the the same direction. And... Yeah, like get it all kind of like standing up a bit before I take the clippers to it. And then, uh, but yeah, after that though, it's like, I don't, I don't have that much. I'm not like, I don't have like your beard where it's a bit like, I won't say thicker, but it's longer or you probably right. have to use like a brush or like a specific comb. I, I don't know, man, you might even use an Afro pick with that thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite, <laughs> not quite that majestic. Um, no, I do kind of like a, a mix um, I do a brush and a comb. Okay. Um, because I, what I usually do is I usually brush, and we've talked about this in the past, you know, like my routine or whatever, but I use the brush just to kind of get the stubborn areas into place or whatever, and then I use a comb to like style it and stuff like that. But uh, I actually started with plastic, um, which you know, it was one of those things where I started with plastic, like a cheap, you know, dollar store plastic comb. And then I was like, okay, like my beard's getting longer. I'm going to go ahead and upgrade my comb. Um, and then I got fancy. I was feeling fancy and I got a wood comb. Oh. Which was pretty cool. I like it. Um, I enjoy it. But essentially like i and, and then i tried to metal comb and for the longest time i was like oh metal like oh that's terrible like that you don't you don't feel as cool with a metal comb right like you feel cool with a with a wood comb i don't know whole, man like whole things like made of wood like i have a brush in my shower that i use like when i'm washing my beard but right. it's made out of bamboo yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, some like the earliest like combs and brushes, though, you know what they were made out of? Bone. Yes. Would you, yeah. would you, would you comb with a bone comb? 100%. That is freaking epic. That is like metal AF. What, what bone, what, what kind of animal would you use for like your bone comb? The bone of my enemies. Wait, what? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> No, but, you know, like, for the longest time, like I said, I was, like, fighting the, like, the trend of using a metal comb. But you know what I realized? Metal's the way to go, I th- I feel like. Well, yeah, it's like the, I feel like, as opposed to, like, the wood comb, like, you're not going to have to worry as much as the metal comb getting wet, because it's probably going to ma- be made out of stainless steel. And, like, yeah, but the wood it comb is going to, like, absorb moisture and expand right. and... Yeah, and like the metal comb is not gonna like rust up or whatever, um, and it just works better as far as being able to style it because it holds everything in place better. So when you're using like the hair dryer technique, um, it works yeah. better. I don't just metal. It's durable. I don't know. It just yeah. like hey, if you want to use a wood comb. Like by all means, like do it. Like I'm not saying end all be all. Metal is where it's at. It's just yeah. essentially where I landed. I land. I landed to a metal comb. Um, 
And it's like to each their own. It's like, you know, and there there's so many different aspects to a comb or a brush, you know, it's like how many teeth are in a comb, how right. far, what's the spacing in the teeth, how thick are the teeth. Even some of the combs have like an angle, like the plastic comb that I was using for a while, the teeth were at a, like a certain angle to like give it mm-hmm. poof, if you will, give it volume. Oh, yeah. And I think that's where like where a metal comb comes in it a little more handier than like a wood comb because you can get <clears throat> smaller teeth and smaller spacing Yeah, with a metal comb as opposed to like a wood comb where if you did that, you'd be like getting little splinters everywhere. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a comb that my wife was uh, using that I like kind of adopted as my comb for a while. And it like was literally like one side um, was like big open gaps between the, the teeth of the comb. Right. Half of it was like wide. And then the other half was like, like smaller gaps. So it was good. Like I could like, almost pick at it to get it like get it where you, you know, want it get it where i want it and then i flip it and then i you know hit the edges or whatever to like style my beard so but i don't feel like you're gonna get that like they just don't make i'm not gonna say they don't from what i've seen they don't make wooden combs like that they just make them fancy and nice and yeah. elegant but well, it's all one like length of teeth it's all one set gap of, yeah. of teeth you know what I mean it's like the way I like to look at it the wood comb is like your regular wrench the metal comb is your combination wrench you get a little more option yeah 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 or it's like those those wrench sockets, you know, yeah. like the ratchet wrenches or something like that. You yeah, know what I mean, where it's like a little bit more versatile. Exactly. It's like you can make a socket set out of wood combs, but it's not going to be like a combination wrench where, <clears throat> you know, you got the open face, right, and the ability to stick onto a socket. You know, it's it's a you're you're limited in what you can do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I mean, I don't know. That's yeah. that's where I've landed. Um, that's where I'm at. But I think um I think I'm going to take and it's going to it's going to be I dare say almost like a pilgrimage of journey for my beard. Um I'm I've been trying to talk myself into it. So, you know, essentially, for people who don't know and, you know, listeners and stuff like that, I'm at the stage of my beard where I don't, I would technically say, like, for me, I would say I'm not cutting my beard. I don't cut my beard, right? Oh, okay. So you're right? at the like, point where you're like, you're going to go all out. You're not going to, like, trim or anything. You're just going to well, saying, it. I'm saying right, right now, like, if you would say, Hey, do you, do you like, how long have you been growing your beard? I would still say, Oh, I've been growing my beard for almost two years now. Right. Right. I, but even though I'm kind of like at a stopping point where I just go in 
And that's what I'm saying. Like technically, I don't I don't feel like I cut it. I just kind of trim it to keep it shaped to like keep it like appearance. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm at right. like a stop. I'm at a stopping point. You know. But like naturally, you're at a stopping point. Yeah, because if not, like it'll be crazy. But I think I'm gonna take a journey, and I'm gonna go six months without cutting it, without trimming it, without. I'm not going to do anything to it. I just so, want to see. I want to see like, because here's, here's the problem with my beard, <clears throat> right? After it gets to a certain length, what happens is the hairs start shooting out all different, like I have a cowlick, right? Right. It's like they start like the left side will go off this way to right. And the right side will go back out to left. And then, on the right side, on the bottom, it'll like curl back in. I mean, it's crazy, right? It's 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 a madhouse of like different directions. So you're gonna go for like a full ZZ top, then you're gonna see how far you can take it. No, I'm not gonna go full ZZ top. What I'm saying is, is I'm gonna let it get. I'm gonna let it get to where I want. Um, where I know it's at that stage, like the crazy stage, if you will. Right. Um, but you know, I what I'm saying is I want to get into that crazy stage, and then I want to like let it keep going to see if it like pushes through that. You know, what uh, I mean? like you're you feel like you're plateauing right now. You just want to get to the next area. Okay, yeah. So, like, to explain it better, because I know I'm terrible at explaining stuff sometimes. Like, um, for me, like, when I was initially growing, like, I almost gave up on it, to be completely honest. I mean, there was a point in the stage of the, of the beard where I almost, like, completely was just like, all right, this isn't going to work for me. It looks terrible. I'm, I'm not liking it. I'm not loving it. I'm just going to shave it all off and just be like, you know what, whatever. Um, right. But I did. I did it. I let it grow, and it got out of that awkward stage, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing now. Is like okay. all all the craziness where it's all shooting different directions. That's the awkward stage. I'm not going to touch it, and I'm going to hope that it comes out of that awkward stage, and then I can have like a bigger beard than what I have now. Okay. Well, man, I wish you the best in that, and uh, you know, I think that this is about all the time we have at this time. Uh, we'll see you guys all next week and, uh, wish you the best and God bless. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for joining us and we hope to see you next week. Until then, stay frosty. Thank you.